In this episode of Inspiring Table Talks, we speak to Jodine Shear. Jodine is an entrepreneur at heart, transformation coach, and teacher by passion. As co-owner of Lifeology, she works alongside individuals, businesses, and brands, facilitating change both online and offline. Through her online social presence, she openly demonstrates what a life of courage, consciousness, and a sense of humor looks like. She is a dedicated business partner with a holistic approach and entrepreneurship um, towards entrepreneurship and money and success. Jodine guides Ooh. individuals in making themselves their own personal project. Her mission is to assist in understanding the vital foundation of change through a desire for happiness, self-worth, self-esteem, financial freedom, and FAITH, which is the acronym for FOCUS, ACCEPTANCE, INTENTION, TRUST, AND HAPPINESS. Jodine lives in Johannesburg, South Africa, and began her entrepreneurial path in 2000, beginning in the beauty and wellness industry. Her passion for guiding those to heal themselves through conscious living paved the way for her two books, the Holistic Entrepreneurs and Ifinia. Welcome, Jodine. Welcome to Inspiring Table Talks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really grateful that that I got introduced to you and that I get this opportunity. Thank you. And we feel we feel the exact same way. And we're actually very excited because there's so much to cover. Um, and even though there's a limited time, we know by the end of this podcast, there will be many people who will be awakened to their own holistic entrepreneurial journey and have a new outlook. So, so Jodine, um, what does it mean to be a holistic entrepreneur is where I want to start because there are lots of ups and downs of being an entrepreneur in general. But what does it really mean to be a holistic entrepreneur? So, to, so holistic entrepreneur is more the way of life in then creating the person that you are to be a conscious and successful entrepreneur so it's the all the mechanics of entrepreneurship are the same except within it there are layers and layers of being conscious in the process and the holistic part of it is that that every aspect of self comes into it where do you do you know what it means to focus and to take breaths in order to be present and are you eating healthy because you understand what it means to nourish and sustain your body in order to do the work that you need to do and do you get the right amount of rest so it's the layers and layers of your lifestyle that makes you the conscious entrepreneur and in my deep belief system and in all the work that I've done and the gifts that I've given myself in developing myself as a holistic entrepreneur, the things that I've learned is that, and I can't say on the days that I don't meditate because I've meditated for about eight years and never missed a day, but on on the days when it's rushed and you don't take the breath that you need to and you don't slip into consciousness, once you become and understood what it means to be that holistic entrepreneur, you can feel how the energies don't align with what you are trying to do within business. And that's what the, that's what holistic entrepreneurship truly is. Yeah. I think in your book you speak extensively about it. Yes. So that book was written because I want to be able to reach as many people as possible to understand that when you go into business, everyone says that making money is the most important thing, which is absolutely true. If you aren't going to make money, you, you, there's no point at all in going into business. But what people don't understand is that whatever you create within business, you are actually creating it energetically. And so there's so much misunderstanding about that. And I'm so deeply passionate about people creating whatever life they want. So so it's important to know that I am the holistic entrepreneur but the book is for people on any level who are trying to create manifest and bring to life anything that they want to bring to life and the focus of the book is to understand that 
you have to learn what it means to put your self-worth before your net worth and everyone puts their worth first and then determines their self-worth so they put their financial worth first which impacts their self-worth but if you put your self-worth first and you see the impact that it can have financially that's so incredible and so we recommend everyone should really read this book and we do have a surprise for um everyone who's listening in at the end but um i think vidya vidya and i were just looking at a lot of the chapters in the book and a few of them stood out more than the others um simply because of the time that we in right vidya uh yes one of my favorite chapters in your book is the one titled work versus energy um so you've written uh hard work is not the same as passionate energy mm-hmm. can you elaborate on this absolutely this stems from a lot of what i had to learn and unpack and unravel so a lot of times when i tell people i'm a transformation coach i say well actually if i had to name myself anything i would name myself an unraveler because we have to unravel all the things that we've been taught along the way whether it's from childhood or whether it's from uh the media and what we've been fed and across the board what we've been fed is burn the candle at both ends and it will definitely pay off and hard work pays off and all of these slogans and motivations that that have been drilled into us and drummed into us that that you'd have to desperately so, put so much work into what you are creating but work is completely different to energy you can energetically be present for 3 hours a day and that's all that you need to give your business if you are 100% there focused and energetically there and you will actually manifest and create more than someone who is absolutely exhausted has scattered energy starts at 5 a.m. finishes at 9 p.m. boasts to their friends and says well i only got 2 hours sleep last night because it makes you sound like you are just so hard working one of the worst words out there is hustle it just means give and give and give of of this time that eventually you don't have the ability and the capacity to be conscious and energetically focus on where you truly need to be so that is exactly what what the meaning behind that is and i'm so glad that you picked that chapter because i really am a believer in that and i come from being a believer in that because i burnt myself out injured my back couldn't work for ages and then had to transform into this person who gives myself permission to watch my energy and know when I don't have the energy and the capacity to give anything to my business and the only thing that I can do is recharge and we don't allow ourselves to to recharge because we worry that in that downtime we're going to miss some big opportunity but more opportunity comes in the downtime and people don't know that because they never give the energy a chance to present itself to to prove that um those mechanics of the laws of the of attraction and also you manage so many um business well you manage many teams and multiple streams of income with the businesses you have as well as them being global so obviously with them being global and you having so much um you when you speak about giving energetically it's obviously you take 3 hours where you have the intention with which you give to those business energetically that they're able to manifest going forward mm, absolutely rather than the rat race which is the 9 to 5 absolutely so a perfect yeah. example is we uh, we managed to squeeze in a meeting this evening um for mm-hmm. uh, that ran a little bit late and the meeting was supposed to be tomorrow morning so the mindset of the entrepreneur who's hustling is oh good that gives me an extra 2 hours where i can shove more things in and sit down and try and fire off some emails and i just look yeah. at it and i go well that's booked out in my diary and it's not happening and it was supposed to be an 8am so i can potter around in the morning and start my day at 9am and also to book time out in your diary 
so many people that I work with, they go, I don't have a minute to myself. And then my response is, well, make a minute to yourself. Go to your diary and book out an hour. And if an hour is too much, book out half an hour. No one's going to know. This is, this is something that everyone has to understand. We do not live in a world that Big Brother is literally watching. Unless you snap every second of your day and choose to put it on Instagram, no one actually knows. And the majority of us, we give off the perception to the world that we are extremely busy, extremely efficient, and we are working. That's the impression that everyone has. But then when we say, oh, you know, I wish I could just have a complete half an hour or 45 minutes to myself in the middle of the day, then all of a sudden there's this energetic consciousness and we become so concerned that someone's going to know or the universe is going to be watching and go, well, now you're lazy and we're definitely not bringing you anything because you took, you, you slipped away for 30 minutes. Um, and one of the big things when I do this coaching, when I literally coach an entrepreneur or someone who's trying to structure their business or work within the energy of money is put put that half an hour in your diary and completely savor the the realization that nobody knows that you're taking it and it's completely private and it's completely yours and read a novel on a Thursday afternoon at 1:30 for an hour yeah and and we have this where we think people are watching constantly over mm. us yeah. including the decision and and the people who yeah, the people who have taken my advice and the people who do who do do this and who allow themselves that moment you can mm-hmm. see the energetic shift like i do not eat and work at the same time i do not eat and work at the same time i stop every day i stop for lunch sometimes my day is crazy and i'm eating lunch at 3:30 or breakfast is like in between i'll have a little bit and then there's a meeting and then i go back to the kitchen and i have the rest i'm not saying that there there are not days where i'm absolutely rushed and i have to put things in but if we can't even take time to say to our bodies I cannot gift you with stopping enough to eat a meal or consume a cup of coffee without checking emails at the same time. That's exactly what that chapter is about. If you're not energetically present, then then and your energy is dissipated, then the energy that you're trying to attract doesn't know where to come to because your energy is all over the place. So focusing yourself your energy is the best gift that you can give yourself. But the problem is it goes against so many things that are out there. You know, all these listicle articles of the top 10 things that make a millionaire and the top 18 things that uh, that a successful businessman or businesswoman does. And then we read these articles and they're saying, I get up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I do. And, and then everyone thinks that this is what how the only way that it an entrepreneur is created or money is created but you can't use somebody else's formula you have to learn to create your own formula and the holistic entrepreneur gives people the permission to create their own formula and that's why nowhere in the book am i ta- am i giving business advice at all there's no business advice it's all mm-hmm. giving people permission to create their own formula in business yeah that's true yeah there's actually a saying that goes if you don't have time to meditate for 10 minutes then you need to meditate for 30 minutes Absolutely. you sit and take time for yourself and align yourself you're actually being productive i'm such an advocate for meditation and one of the gifts that I would love to be able to give people is to take away the stigma of what it means to meditate. This whole thing of um, I'm try- I can't quiet my mind and I can't stop my mind and I don't have an hour to meditate and I just want to be able to gift as many people with pos- as possible to understand that in, in 30 seconds, if you are absolutely conscious and present in those 30 seconds and 
Meditation is purely intention. It's actually the intention behind what you do, what you are doing, and not the length of time, and not what your not what your mind is doing because you don't have the capacity to control your mind. But meditation is such a gift on every level, on every single level. I swear by my meditation. If somebody comes to you and says, "I don't have," like Vidya was saying, um, "I don't have ten minutes to meditate," and now you're like, "Okay, you need to make those thirty minutes," but how how can they start out where do you begin if you don't have this in your routine already then you set your alarm to wake up 10 <laughs> minutes earlier yeah it's True. really as simple it's really as simple as that and i have dealt with people and i'm not saying that they have excuses it's not excuses it's it's a mom saying i don't have time to meditate because my child wakes up at you know at this this time there's always a workaround even if we go well you know you can't be are you absolutely alone is there no one to take care of of your child except for you 24 hours a day and very few people say absolutely 24 hours a day but the thing is that 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 child also needs to sleep and the the art of meditation is finding the is finding the 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 distraction from the mind in anything so i live with tinnitus i have ringing in my ears 24 hours a day the only time i'm not aware of it is when i'm sleeping and wow. in the beginning it was so just it was so distracting and i was absolutely mortified that i can't meditate in silence anymore but now it's part of the distraction and part of the journey so even if you are absolutely super busy and you are a mom and you're trying to do a whole lot of things baby needs to sleep a little bit of time and you can even just pull up a chair and sit right by wherever baby is sleeping and meditate on the breath of your child just on that in and out breath of your child it doesn't have to be meditation does not have to be in a special room in a special place in a sitting in a special position that's all you know if you choose to be a monk that's absolutely incredible if you choose to dedicate <laughs> your life to something like that it really and truly is but for the rest of us to sit and cross our legs or sit on a chair or 90% of the time i'm doing uh, my meditation lying down and i literally do it in a in in a pose where i'm my body is as flat and straight as possible and i can just surrender completely into into the support of of the bed that i'm lying in because when you're sitting up and you're meditating your spine is working your hips are working your legs are working i don't want anything to work when i meditate and everyone okay. chooses their own thing but but we all have time and meditation if you don't allow yourself the gift of simplifying it and and i can spend ages with someone just knocking away whatever they believe obstacles are i will knock away every one of those obstacles until the person realizes that actually the only thing that's standing in my way from taking five breaths breaths or 10 minutes of meditation is myself and we can work from and there and that's the um that's where the whole transformation coaching comes in yes Yes. But when it comes when it comes to transformation coaching you've um you've been through your journey as you mentioned in the book so it was almost firstly your own transformation then helping others get to theirs. Um, Absolutely. Vidya and I always say there's like so many decisions one has to take on any journey they take. When it comes to decisions I don't So I'm going to jump in. For me first of all what every business usually sparks off with is an idea mm-hmm. and then we complicate that simple idea by mm-hmm. trying to perfect it before we put it out into the world and one of the gifts that i really try and give people and and when we work within the foundation so lifeology works within a structure called the foundation and it it specifically wasn't put into the holistic entrepreneur because it's it's a whole other book that's coming but when we work within those steps what we do is we give you the permission 
to understand that you can change your mind. You can create something and look at it and go, well, this actually needs to be tweaked and this actually needs to be tweaked. And the problem is that we are also stuck on the fact that when we put something out, the world has seen it. And now that the world has seen it, it can't look broken in any way, shape or form. So we spend so much time perfecting it. And then we make decisions so complicated. We make (laughs) decisions so complicated. And decisions can be easy. And and then what you do is you've got to ask yourself, and it's such a simple question, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen if you come up with an idea, you throw it out there, and then midway you realize that you absolutely need to tweak it? Yeah, it's, well, change is, is always going to be there. So I don't see why it should be fear. Absolutely. You need to change something along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. My my business partner, he, we've got such an amazing partnership. And one of the things is I'll like throw something out there and then I'll proofread it and edit it once it's already been posted. So I'm going, oh, oh, I missed a spelling mistake. Oh, and it's already, it's already got out there. <laughs> um, because, because I've learned that if you hold on to something for too long, then actually it's not that you're holding on because the energy is gaining momentum it's actually losing momentum because when you come up with an idea it's so original and it's so fresh and it's so authentic and when you spend too long on it you take that authenticity away and by the time you finished you actually put out something that's so mechanical and not what looked not what it looked like in the beginning and then you've gone into well what does the market actually want and is this aligned to the seven competitors that I've compared it to and then it looks nothing like what you originally created in the first place and I think now with COVID being um, a reality I think a lot of people are trying to figure out how do we go from what we had in mind are we giving it too much energy um, and, and not allowing it to move with the space and the flow of time? So, I mean, COVID's affected everyone's businesses. Yeah. yeah, like new ideas and stuff. So, would you say that um, your business was equally affected by COVID? Were there any, like, specific challenges that you feel you've had to overcome in terms of of your energy in terms of um, in terms of the output that you're putting there in in terms of the social media or anything in that for that matter I've been waiting for you to ask me this question so <laughs> we we have um, our business lifeology and within our business we had so hear my word we had a sister company called Chat Factory, which was a social media agency. Really, really successful, amazing clients. I have such a beautiful portfolio of, of the social media work that, that we did. Myself and three beautiful, amazing staff members that I dreamt of just building an absolute empire with. When, when um, COVID struck and we realized that lockdown and things like that was going to start my business partner got hold of me and said to me Joe we 100% of our clients is in the expo industry because we had really infiltrated into the expo industry doing big beautiful expos within South Africa Um, do we have a contingency plan and my answer was no because honestly we didn't have a contingency plan because never in your wildest dreams do you think that within the span of four days every single one of your clients is going to make that phone call and cancel which is exactly what happened within four days every one of our clients cancelled their contracts had to make really big business decisions and as holistic as I am um, I'm also really strategic in business and the question was do you think you will be able to replace all clients within a a three-month period in order to make sure that your our our staff were protected 
And the answer was no, because we had no clue how long COVID was going to last. We definitely knew. So people were were messaging me while it was happening, not knowing what was happening underneath the business stuff and going, oh, your business is going to boom. Everyone's moving on to social media. But but what they don't, what a lot of people didn't understand is that when a budget needs to be cut, the marketing budget is what gets cut. That's the fastest one that you can possibly cut. And that's what happened. And in the span of a week, we had to meet with labor lawyers, meet with accountants. And unfortunately, we had to retrench our staff and close that division of the business. down. And it was, first of all, heart-wrenching. Absolutely heart-wrenching. The amount of tears and emotion that I went through on so many levels. My love for my staff. And, and in the last chapter of The Holistic Entrepreneur, I, I talk about how absolutely personal you are supposed to get with the people that you work with whether it's your staff or whether it's your, it's your clients because I also had to go through through the journey with my clients of of them going this is so strongly going to impact my business as well as the layers of you know all these dreams and these everything just completely got shattered and if I were not the holistic entrepreneur I don't know how destructive it could have possibly been but it happened I honored my emotions I absolutely cried when I needed to tell my staff it was so beautiful because I was just a well of emotion and they just unanimously said to me Joe this is no reflection on you on us on our business this is just the world at the moment and and they got it they absolutely got it and then I kicked into this holistic entrepreneurship. I, I reassessed my self-worth. I looked at the worth that I have. I looked at the ability that I have to recreate because it is one of my strengths. And I looked at the ability, my ability to think out the box. And immediately I started to process and rebranded myself in the social media space. As a social media consultant, I am now on, um, I'm now strategic partners to two really amazing companies, um, waiting for those clients to come in. I did a social media strategy today. I've got a, so all these different, I just allowed flow. I allowed flow. I allowed life to happen. In the book, I teach about the breaths of faith, which you spoke about, and I did it. I focused immediately on what I needed to. I couldn't go into all of this what if and how do you and, and bitter at the world and government has made a bad choice. Straight away I focused. I accepted that this is what it is and I need to change from here. I went straight into what are your intentions and I and I retrenched with such beautiful intention and I closed the business with, with absolute intention of understanding why and how I was going to recreate myself. And I trusted. I trusted in myself that I would be able to rebuild. I trusted in the universe that everything would be as it would be. And I trusted that the right people would come along to be the stepping stone to the next journey. And my happiness is such an important part of my life because you, if COVID's taught us anything, it's taught us that it is how do you have a goal and how do you plan so far ahead? Because all those plans that everyone's had is just shattered shattered yeah but the one thing that you seconds absolutely absolutely but the one thing that you can do is you can go you can feel your way through life and go does this make me happy doesn't this make me happy and if you move through that then the then the process is a lot easier because i i the reality came quickly and I'm not saying that I, I did not absolutely struggle with the emotion and it was heartbreaking. But in allowing that and understanding what it means to be holistic and to have the faith and to be an entrepreneur who, who knows that you can even have a signed contract in your hand and something can shift and change and then be able to accept that and work through it. So I'm really happy that you asked me that question because... COVID completely transformed me. It transformed me. It trans transformed my business partner. It transformed our partnership. Um, mm -hmm. 
I'm a totally different person, still doing exactly the things that I love, but in, in such a different capacity. Social media was my main focus and my main form of money. And now the my transformation coaching, which I really didn't have time to pay enough attention to, and the and and numerology was something that I would scribble on a serviette in a in a restaurant and chat through with a friend, and they were like, "But why aren't you offering this people to people, and why aren't you teaching it to people?" And I was saying, <clears throat> because you know I've got this big social media agency, and I'm focusing on that, and numerology is my my joy, but I need to make that big income, and it's. It's literally asked me, Jodine, what is your joy? Do you want to turn it into into a full-fledged career? I've answered yes, and and that's what I'm doing. That's wonderful. So you you basically um, proving that you can create your own reality Absolutely. instead of going with a flock of sheep and getting all. Um, absolutely caught up in the vibration of the covid energy and i know that sometimes i frustrate people and i don't have my head in the sand so i'm not saying i have my head in the sand with it but i i watch my energy and i go if i put my energy into fighting this or into being frustrated with this where else could that energy be going and yeah. that's why i i don't invest my energy into really a lot of stuff i keep up with the news i know what's going on around the world um i don't have blinkers on i don't have my head in the sand but when my friends get together when we get together and we chat when i say get together when we zoom with each other um we yeah. we don't talk covid we don't get into all of that we don't get lost in all of that because because every single moment of every day we've got to be asking ourselves where is our energy going and on that i want to talk about purpose i want to talk about purpose because if anything has been confused and twisted into this uncomfortable knot in our lives it's it's what is your purpose and everyone spends their life searching for this big life purpose that they're supposed to have and then they go onto social media and they see this friend of theirs who is living out this absolute dream and saying i've found my life purpose and they feel so purposeless because they haven't figured out what this one big purpose is however when you wake up at the beginning of the day and you know that you've got a job to go to and that job is going to impact someone's life or if you're you're a mom and you've got a, you've got children to get to school or or a sandwich that that you need to pack for for the person that you love so that they can go off and do the work that they need to do is there not purpose loaded in that isn't there purpose there in, loaded and we are not supposed to search for this one ultimate purpose we are supposed to live purposefully and when you learn to live purposefully then purpose you just see purpose everywhere and and that big mountain that you think you have to climb so that at the end of the your days you can reflect and go i made impact in the world you will see the the mammoth amount of impact that you actually did make because you will reflect back and you will just have buckets and buckets of memories of the simplest things because you actually lived consciously and in the moment and purposefully instead of always distracted because you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to be in this lifetime yeah that's very true that's very very true and it also comes from um you openly speak about this your journey in terms of your personal growth the mind shift that you had to have where growing up you know you were expected to be in a certain way and you completely switched that around when you left the secretarial job um and you had the two experiences mm. where you had the good and wonderful um manager or boss who built relationships who built her employees and now all of a sudden as soon as she leaves to um in on her own journey and embark on her own her own uh, what do you say but can i say purpose on her Absolutely. own purpose and her <laughs> yes. life mission then you had been faced with somebody else who almost lacked 
that sense of intention and awareness when working with people absolutely so i'm i'm a big believer that you need to energetically relate to someone first of all that's what i wanted to say i'm a big believer that you energetically need to relate to someone and if we focus less on how do we make money uh, instead of who do we make money with it's so important to ask yourself who do you make money with and not just how do i make money and that's why it was so easy for me to although it was rebellious it was so easy for me to stay to say i will not work for you i just will not work for you and it's so funny how when um when we as friends like for example if vidya and i are somewhere um it's not we always say we laugh we like it's not where you are it's with who you are because sometimes we'll just be sitting at the lake for example and looking at the water and you're not traveling or doing anything fancy but it's the company um of the person but we don't seem to take that into work we don't seem to go oh do i connect with my boss energetically do i connect with my colleagues energetically so that comes from i think that that comes from just that whole the faith aspect of of not knowing that when you are in your authentic truth you do have the ability to manifest and create all the pieces that you want so there is something else out there where you can still do what you love but also with the right people and there's no way that you can you know even if you have 10 examples and someone tells their story and it all seems like such an incredible story and they become an, an advocate for holistic entrepreneurship or for the laws of attraction or for how manifestation works to actually brave saying energetically putting it out there and saying you know what i want i love this i love the aspect of this career but these people and i are not energetically working together something has to shift and what's interesting is in a lot of the work that i do my thing is not will put out uh, your cv and find another job my my thing is you change your energy first and see what changes that's powerful yeah, yeah. and i've seen powerful. some i've seen some amazing results and and in personal i know that the holistic entrepreneur is everyone really sees it as a business book but but in the personal space when i when i coach when i do numerology a lot of times i do do couples numerology together so that they understand themselves when we teach archetypes we also do couples which is lovely to do it that way and in that before we get to the point of it's not working you're not working to to just literally work with a couple and and start getting into that place of who's going to do something different first and see the yeah. transformation when someone just tells themselves the truth like does something conscious tells themselves the truth and then does something different about numerology mm. uh, can you explain to us how energy shifts and numerology tie into the holistic business approach and also some of the in- impacts you've seen in your life as well as that of your clients so numerology first of all dates back so far back um to greek you know some of the great greek um theologists and mathematicians and it's the mysticism of numbers and it's the energy that numbers hold so it's really easy to work with the numbers and to figure out what your numerology is for example if you want to know your life path number which is the number that will have a look at what are your what is your journey of life supposed to look like and and how do the numbers support your journey of life all you do is take your full birthday and add it up together you add all the numbers together and you'll get your life path number and with that you always narrow a number down until you get a single number the only time you don't narrow it down is when you get an 11 a 22 or a 33 because those are known as master numbers then you can add up numbers on so many different levels so so people get hold of me and they say to me Jodine I'm trying to decide on the name of my business this is the the one option for the name 
this is another option for the name. Can we do the numerology and see? And what you do is, when you're working with names or letters, then every letter has a number and you add them up. So A is 1, B is 2, C is 3. That's how you do it and you add it up. So a perfect example is, if they were an accounting firm, then something like an eight number would be really, really great for their, for their business to add up to because that is about money and it, and it is about power. Or a four is also really, really good because it's about foundation and it's about structure and people need that foundation and that structure. A three wouldn't be great because a three is a number that's very, very creative. So if someone said, I have an art studio or I'm a, I'm a, a dancer and I want to, and I want to have a, be a teacher and create a name for that, then something like a three number would be so great or a six because it's so nurturing. And that's how we work with numerology. So in, in business, what's so important to do is for you to understand yourself as the entrepreneur, as the business owner, the one thing is to understand your own numerology and then to understand the numerology of the people that you're working with. So a perfect example is someone who's a two life path number is so nurturing, really, really giving a great team player and will step up to the plate in the in teamwork the whole time. But if you had to take a two and say, right, now you're managing the whole team. There's a lot of discomfort for a two because they aren't the type of energy that likes to be forceful and they can actually be quite people pleasing, even though they have such a healing and supportive and great energy and work together as a team. So it would help a boss so much to understand the numerology and say, wow, as a team, they are so strong and they really shine. But as soon as I take them and I try and turn them into a manager, that two numerology is not fantastic. So those are all the different layers and layers that you can do. And what's where it's really helped me is my business partner and I, I'm an eight and he's a nine. And an eight is, is the number that deals with money and power. But in order for the eight to learn lessons, there's always got to be money coming and going. So even when I was growing up, my dad would do really well and have a lot of money. And then we would watch him, a business completely go down under. And there was always this motion. And in, and in the holistic entrepreneur, I talk about the two failed businesses that I had before. And now again, and I'm not going to say that Chat Factory failed because of COVID, but it's a, a business closed. And then my business partner is this nine who is the visionary. The nine is such a visionary and, and sees so deeply into what needs to be done and how the mechanics of it works that he can see when my eight is getting out of control and I'm focusing too much on money. But how do we make money? How do we make money? And he's the one who stops me and says, the money will come. Let's focus on the vision. So when you understand yourselves within numerology, it can be such an incredible tool. And what I work with is the shadow, the parts of ourselves that we don't want to see. And in that, in the parts that you don't want to see is where your greatest potential lies. Because when you bring those aspects to reality and you face them, then you start to be able to do something different. And that's really how we use it and how impactful it can be within business and within people. So speaking about doing things different and the impact numerology has had um, in your life and on your business. I just want to go back a bit um, in time to the day when you were standing in front of your business, which was burning right before your eyes and you had your metaphysics teacher standing Mm. right next to you. Mm. And said to you, she's going to give you a few minutes to mourn, but she wants you to tell her how this is the best thing that happened to you. And when I read that, it uh, reminded me of a quote by Rumi, which says, let yourself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what you really love. It will not lead you astray. Mm. So with that in mind, when it comes to numerology, when it comes to business, um, and when it comes to actually looking at situations 
from a perspective of perhaps this is not the worst thing that could have happened to me it's the best thing what did it take for that shift to happen before you came to this awareness where the numero- uh, where the numerology came in and the energy understanding came in fascinating for me and this is what's really helped me now as the teacher and the and the transformation coach is i had already started studying numerology so i was midway studying numerology and um other work that's called archetypes so it's it's based on carl jung's uh, work that we are each archetypical in our nature and then carolyn mace took it uh and turned it into this archetypical work where we all have 12 archetypes and and we learn so much about ourselves and understand who we are and the journey that we're supposed to be on and i was in the middle of studying numerology and archetypes when the fire happened and what i've learned and now what i do whenever i start with anyone new whether it's doing their numerology or teaching them archetypes any of those things I always say you've got to understand that once you energetically open yourself up to hear the truth stuff happens. And in the work that I had started to do I had started to energetically to like play in the pool of telling myself the truth. And I can honestly say that every single person I've ever worked with as soon as they have dabbled in a little bit of truth the universe just sends something where you now have to face your truth so in the place that i was playing with playing with i now understood that i was an eight life path number that a lot of choices and decisions that i made were financial choices instead of what is the right thing for me and what makes me happy and and i also started to realize that I loved my mom dearly and she loved her business and I I then tried to stay in the industry to carry on the legacy but actually I didn't I wasn't happy in the industry and it's easy for you to say that and then put it back in the bottle and put the lid back on top and leave it but once you've said that and the universe hears you the universe always moves you in the direction of your deepest desires whether you like it or not and you want the universe to move you in the direction of your deepest desires it's just to learn not to go against the grain so that it doesn't have to end up being a fire to get your attention so so that's exactly what happened i was midway through studying all of this so i had enough consciousness that when my teacher stood next to me i understood that i had opened up this pandora's box of truth and consciousness and i would never be able to close it again Pandora's box of truth. That's nice. That's a nice way to put it. It's hectic once it opens. It sounds lovely, but once it's opened, sometimes you just want to shove the lid back on. <laughs> Speaking but of, aren't you, aren't you glad you could understand it in that way and not get freaked out at what was happening in that? And moment. that's why, um, that's why it's so important for me to. in any way that i possibly can do these podcasts and reach out to people and you know have a, an open facebook account that anyone can follow me and and encourage me like when you go onto my whatsapp it says please disturb because yeah because this i do not want one person to lose faith in the power of the law of attraction and you so many people do because it's so misunderstood and i just want to be there and catch everyone who says but i tried and the universe turned against me um so that people understand that that the universe doesn't turn against you and the energy doesn't turn against you it's just that you only have the ability to perceive what you think you want from the level of esteem that you currently have and the universe does not see the level of esteem that you currently have the universe only sees your highest esteem and your pure potential and with love the universe is always moving you to your highest esteem and pure potential and pure potential whether you like it or not and if in your low esteem you're rubbing up against where the universe is trying to take you that's what chaos is that's that is exactly what chaos is and if you can stop 
and say, right, let me figure out the chaos. Underneath the chaos is always some level of truth that you haven't told yourself. And that's where it's so important for someone to step in where you can feel nurtured and supported and trust that the truth that you are about to express is going to take you on a on a bigger, better, more expansive journey for yourself. And so when people come to you and say, the universe doesn't support us, it also takes me to um, a lot of people are now talking about retrogrades. And Vidya and I were even talking about this um, before we got onto the podcast. Um, so we are basically saying retrograde has become such a popular term, especially mercury retrograde, yeah. um, which is synonymous with uh, challenges and overcoming fears. Um, what are some of the tips or advice you can give with regards to this energy and the challenges that it brings with it? So retrograde always what it basically is in a nutshell is when you are standing on earth and you look at the planet from the way that everything is moving in the sky it looks like the planet is moving backwards it's all just an illusion just as the chaos and everything that that is happening within this space it's it is the illusion that comes up in order for you to do something different and retrograde the first two letters of retrograde are so important that re is so important and every planet calls you for a different kind of re whether it's rewind or rethink or recreate or or recognize or any of those things is always layered and layered to explain to you exactly what what that planet is trying to do and it's so important to understand that Mercury does have a bad reputation, but what it's trying to do, what it's trying to do is it's trying to get you to stop and to rethink. Mercury wants you to rethink. It doesn't want you to dive straight into something where there could be misunderstanding or problems within communication. It's saying, I'm giving you the opportunity to stop, do your research, rethink tell yourself the truth and then take action and that's why there's perceived chaos in mercury retrograde because because the energy is saying you have the opportunity so one of the things that everyone says is don't sign a contract never sign a contract to you during mercury retrograde but what the yeah but what the actual energy is saying is take the contract read it through research everything that you need to think about signing it then rethink about signing it and if you've done all those steps in presence and in consciousness go ahead and sign the contract I I never ever thought that's what I would hear about mercury retrograde because (laughs) I think all the it's such mercury retrograde is such a gift it's such a gift it gives you permission so everyone goes your technology is going to break the reason why the technology breaks is because we shouldn't be on it so much in that in during mercury retrograde we should be going inwards during mercury retrograde and i'll give you a perfect example a lot of people you know when you do numerology and especially with the stuff that i put out so um, if anyone follows me on instagram or or any of the social networks, Twitter and everything, I go into meditation and as I come out of meditation, I have a beautiful book, I pick up a pen and I write a message from the universe. I literally listen and write a message. And because of that, there's just, people get hold of me for the most beautiful things. And a lot of times they say to me, Joe, this is the dream that I had, What, what does it mean? But then at the same time they say, I Googled it and this is what I found out. And (laughs) <laughs> and Mercury is saying, Mercury is saying, don't Google. Mercury is saying, trust in yourself to go inwards and think about that dream and rethink. And the same thing with conversations and with everything. That's why it's all about communication. And then 
the misconception is don't have any important conversation during the whole of Mercury retrograde because it's going to end up badly. But if you had to stop and be honest before you had the conversation and know how to be sincere and truthful, you would have the best conversations within Mercury retrograde. Just a planet moving back, but it's literally saying to us, take a step back and reevaluate. Absolutely. It- never thought of it that way so yeah but Jodine um also we spoke about moon cycles uh, mm. when the two of them and you were explaining um how moon cycles affect productivity mm. so what I do want to say is that in our group on Facebook um which is called uh, transform and transcend with lifeology i'm actually going to start working and guiding people through the moon cycles so we will literally do moon cycles in the in the group so every phase of the moon has a different energy to it mm-hmm. and in that what it does is it keeps you moving in this forward momentum but it also forces you to look at the things that you think that you want and figure out whether you truly want them so i'll give you a perfect example of a full of a full cycle and i've been working for with moon cycles for years so when people ask me how did you get all of this done and how did you create you know all of these things and i literally go i worked from moon cycle to moon cycle so what you do is you start off at the balsamic phase of the moon which is 72 hours before new moon and in that phase you contemplate the things that you would like to do within a moon cycle which is a 28 day cycle so it's the first thing that it does is it gives you the opportunity to take your entire life and do bite sized things so i'm working with a with a woman and she needs to pack up her entire home and it was so daunting that she didn't know where to get started and now what we've done is we've gone right in this cycle of the moon what can you do and she can do one entire room in the cycle of the, of the moon so you contemplate the things that you want to do within this 28 day cycle that are reachable but another thing that i always do when i actually do it as a coaching practice is to say what is that one thing on the list that's going to stretch you that's going to really stretch you into bravery in some level and you put that there too and then on as close to the time of new moon as possible you then create your list write it out and actually create it i keep mine on my phone other people write it out beautifully but it's somewhere where you can actually tick it off and then as the new moon starts to gain momentum and starts to move towards the first quarter it's usually a time when we're filled with excitement and we get quite a bit of things done and then so that's the first thing that we do we get to the first quarter and we see how much we've gotten done and what's lagging before the halfway mark which is full moon and in that second quarter as we're moving towards full moon what starts to become apparent is mm, this is taking a bit of struggle i'm not this isn't i'm not getting to this as quickly as i thought i would and full moon illuminates what's going on so at full moon you look at that list you don't remove anything from the list you don't tamper with the list but you look at the list and you go actually my truth is i thought i wanted this but i don't or this is going to take more effort than i thought and you you illuminate the truth of the list at full moon and then you give yourself as you're moving to the last quarter you give yourself your second boost of these are the things that i need to get done in order to tick off there's some things that i've chosen to leave because new full moon has told me the truth but you need to use that next cycle in order to truly see what you want and what you don't want and when you pass that we start heading towards that balsamic phase of the moon again and in that next balsamic phase of the moon you assess the list and you see your truth what what you couldn't get done why you couldn't get it done and how you're going to do something differently for the next new moon you don't do anything with that balsamic list and then literally a couple of hours during that balsamic phase of the moon within the 72 hours once you've taken time to process 
you will if you've written it out you will tear it up you will burn it you'll bury it you'll do something with it or if it's on your phone you will delete it completely you never tamper with an old list you need to create a new list and then at that next new moon you create your new your new list and that's how it goes wow i i didn't know that to be very honest i had no yeah. idea of that <laughs> it's it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful to work with the cycles of the moon it really really is that's why i'm so excited to start it it's in the facebook group and we're literally all going to be doing it together and a couple of days between before every phase of the moon i'm going to give exact instructions on how to do it and then it just becomes the momentum that you build and the things that you create by energetically working with all these different phases is so unbelievable and that full moon phase to sit with that list and to then tell yourself the truth you've put something on your new moon list and now you're just not feeling it you just elevate who you are and what you want with every single cycle and then if you do it that way you don't need goals and you don't need plans and you don't need vision boards and you don't need all of that you literally just learn to flow with this evolving life that you get to create new moon cycle to new moon cycle i think it's so beautiful that you can use nature to still accomplish your material goals i use nature for everything I use nature for everything. I don't I I don't physically exercise extremely during winter at all because my body really and truly it's it's cold and it needs to just be as close to what hibernating is as possible. And as the sun starts to come out and spring starts to come, my body bounces back and I start getting moving again. So um I go into stretching in winter like really cozy stretching and i'm not putting on some kind of freezing thing and trying to run out when it's absolutely cold because my body doesn't want to so i literally work with the seasons everything changes my i eat with the seasons i sleep with the seasons i do everything with the with the seasons and the cycles of the moon jodine what an amazing conversation we had today but in a nutshell what words of wisdom can you give for our listeners um following the pull of what they love the greatest w- advice that i can give anyone is just give yourself permission to hear your truth even if it's absolutely confusing just just allow it you don't even have to tell anyone just give yourself permission to hear a truth and then be brave enough to to see how life shifts and changes we're not supposed to be unhappy we're not supposed to be in 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 unhappy jobs in unhappy relationships we're not supposed to we're supposed to be fulfilled and joyful and that lies under your ability to just fall quiet when you think that no one else is listening and it's just you what is your truth for me that is the greatest advice i could give anyone that's so beautiful that really is beautiful but your book has so many valuable lessons and um, you are a storehouse of knowledge so where can people find your book firstly um with the fiction or the non-fiction book how can they reach out to you on facebook and on instagram can you share your handles um and how can they contact you for coaching absolutely so so anyone can just find me across social media i am jodine sure there and i know that you're going to type it out so everyone gets the spelling but i'm i'm jodine sure there you find me anywhere and i will respond to whatever you're looking for or you go to our website it's lifeology.biz and what i've done at them just for a while especially because of covid-19 is i've gifted my books for free but the pdf copies of the book so if you want a a hard copy of the book or if you want a kindle copy of the book you just go to amazon and you search for me and you'll find it but the pdf copy while we're in this pandemic of both books is is free um i know that the links are going to be shared but 
if you struggle to find the links because it is links that send you through to a database in order for you to to get the books then once again just send me a, a message or or email me it's jodine at lifeology.biz and say to me please can i have a copy of either one of them or of both we've spoken a lot about the holistic entrepreneur but my novel is called Ephenia and it's a new age novel it's uh, written my um, my writing hero because I don't know what else to say about him is Paolo Coelho so it is very holistic it, it is someone's journey it's her journey to to healing and the healing is discovering the importance of consciousness um, and how she journeys through consciousness in order to heal so it's the holistic entrepreneur it's Ephenia the PDFs are free and you just find me just google Jodine sure do whatever and I will answer you absolutely anywhere and obviously we would love to have you in the Facebook group which is transform and transcend with lifeology where I'm going to every single month I do the numerology of the um, of the month coming up the everything that's happening with the planets with the month coming up we do the moon cycles in there and then we just talk about holistic living across the board so we'll share all those links on anchor in the description box as well as in our instagram page um lastly i just want to say thank you so much for coming on we really appreciated you taking the time out and we had a great time chatting with you remember to follow us on anchor as well as on instagram at inspiring.tabletalks That's-